Welcome to WrestleWolf. That's what we're called. This is Reconsidering WCW Nitro. Um, my name is Damien Gibson, and joining me uh, is the man who only deals in kayfabe, the mystery, the enigma. It's Matthew. It's a great week for kayfabe. It's a great week for kayfabe every week. In fact. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's the best week for Kayfabe. In fact, Kayfabe is winning so much, you're going to be sick of it. Yeah, uh, absolutely. No, I'm not sick of Kayfabe. Why would I be sick of Kayfabe? In, I don't watch WWE anymore, so I'm never sick of Kayfabe. Yeah, I've done the same thing recently, and it, it can genuinely... I know we always end up talking about WWE on all of our shows, but it's changed my perspective of wrestling. I was getting to the point where I was like, oh, do I not like wrestling again? And then I was like, no, it's just one particular product. <laughs> Hundred um, percent. Although there was some issues with the NWA pay per view that aired last night, so oh really? Just tech issues. Oh. Yeah, it shut that. Like their their little feed got shut. Their little feed so patently. <laughs> their feed just they lost the feed halfway through. But isn't it isn't it so nice um, that you're like oh there were some issues with the NWA pay per view and it's not like the fact that they like have pedophiles winning matches and stuff. Yeah, exactly. It was like. People were upset because they lost the feed, and then when it came back, uh, Aldis and um, Canellis uh, only had like a few minutes, or like ten minutes to, to perform the match in, and people had paid money to watch it, and so like it's it's bad, but it was like out of their hands, and you know, like it. I mean, is but com- yes, compared to the nightmare that is Vince McMahon's company, is a hundred percent. I feel like missing twenty minutes of Nick Aldis and and Mike Bennett wrestle is actually. A pretty good thing. I just want to. You, <laughs> you, Matthew. Nick Aldis right. is great. Um, anyway, this is now NWA podcast, which will be coming as soon as Power gets back up and running, where it'll just be me for twenty <laughs> minutes every week. I love it. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, although all the guys I love are on AEW now, so I don't know. Anyway, um, all right. So this episode is from the thirty first. No, sorry, the 30th of the 10th, uh, 1995. Um, now, that's the day before Halloween, right? Halloween is the 31st of October. That's right, yeah. Just lost to American listeners. Um, and uh, to celebrate the fact, uh, Mongo has Pepe dressed up in a little witch's costume. Uh, in a, This is a mini segment we like to call Pepe Watch. <laughs> And uh, he, it's a, is it a he or a she, Pepe? We don't know. Right? We don't know, and I'm not gonna get it, get down the thing of gendering <laughs> or misgendering Pepe. Um, it's yeah, a dog. Look, you know what? It doesn't matter. It's two. It's 2020. It doesn't matter what Pepe is. But anyway, Pepe is dressed up uh, as a witch, and what I did love is the fact that um, it's a stylish witch outf- outfit because the brim of the um, of the hat is over one eye. It's very, very Vogue, very European Vogue. I love dogs, but I hate Pepe. But I, my eyes, <laughs> my eyes were were really firmly on uh, on Bobby yeah. Bobby Heenan here, who was wearing a collared <laughs> denim shirt with an aggressively painted yellow tie. Like it looked like it had some kind of country scene on it, and I was like, "How how can I dress like that?" <laughs> Notice that. I did notice that, which is hilarious because he has a very important business meeting later on in the episode, uh, and that's how he's chosen to uh, to to dress. We 
I feel like this could be because Pepe is not going to be a long running thing. But I, what the guys are wearing on commentary, a hundred percent could be. I think we should change the Pepe watch just to commentary mm. commentary desk watch. Yep. Like, Agreed. Done. Consider it done. We've moved on from Pepe Watch. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Pepe will still be a part of it for a bit, you know, for the people who love Pepe Watch. But you know, uh, it's not. It, I don't. I th- we may only be. In the, we may be in the last weeks of Pepe Watch. I think. Far out. If the horse, if the horseman storyline is going the way, I think. I don't going. think it's quite there yet. I think we've got another few months before uh, the horsemen decide to add a stupid, useless fo- former football player. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jake Hager's not in WCW. Uh, this podcast is supposed to be timeless, Damien, and all we do is talk about AEW. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, I just watched. I just watched it anyway. Um, look, man, it's twenty twenty. Everyone knows who Jake Hager is. He's awful. Uh, first up, we had uh, Sergeant Craig Pittman versus Eddie Guerrero. Uh, Eddie gets the win. Mongo says the kid is climbing the ranks. Um, and I just thought that was funny because Eddie Guerrero, even here, looks like he's about 45 years old, but would probably be in his early 20s, yeah. right? Yeah, um, he's so good. in the And they sort of have a, a weird little thing where it's like it was like someone else was supposed to take on Craig Pittman but couldn't. I can't even remember who it was. It was that unimportant. But now we've got Eddie Guerrero doing it. It's like, imagine that is such like an A-plus step up to have Eddie Guerrero mm. as your, you know. Yeah, as your B player. Like, whoever it was, like, who cares? It was pro- it was probably like bloody, you know, Zodiac and also like- or something like that. <laughs> hey, that well. Guys, we're really sorry. Like, they had to come out and announce it. We're really sorry Zodiac can't wrestle tonight. But instead, you know, it's late notice, so don't get angry. Uh, we've got Eddie Guerrero. Ugh, for you guys. Sorry, guys. Ugh, and- <laughs> Look, we don't, we don't, I don't actually have a copy <laughs> of the new Harry Styles album to play for you. I, all I've got is this um, original tapes of the White Album that no one's heard before. I mean, Sorry. that would be suggesting the White Album was any good instead of just overrated. No, I'm just trying to really heal out on you. I can't even, I can't, I'm not going to pretend that I don't like the White Album. I have too Look, much stuff for respect. You, you turn heel on the White Album, that just makes you. Abbey like Road, it's bullshit. Uh, mm-hmm. Craig Pittman. <laughs> <laughs> Craig Pittman has a military, military gimmick. Sergeant Peppers, is it? Yeah. He, he's got uh, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, look, but we've talked about booed. Pittman before as a soldier. Right? I don't understand why he's the heel. Uh, yeah. I think just because he's well, terrible. and also like the the commentary team did this <laughs> thing that I really noticed this whole time. They were like, and we've got Craig Pitbull Pittman in here. Pitbull Craig Pittman's coming in. Craig Pittman the Pitbull's coming, and it's like they keep saying it in different <laughs> ways, but always including it. Like you have to use these three names. However, you do it is whatever. Pittman, yeah. Uh, the uh, <laughs> the uh, it's just it's it's terrible commentary, and I love it. No, but this, yeah, exactly. Look, this is what's um, this is what's great about Nitro, and look, anyone who does it, like, and AEW seem to do it as well, where it's you, it's improvised, right? And that's what's great about wrestling—the improvised part. You know, like 
there's a there's a destination we have to get to and how you get there it's up to you you know and that's what's that's when wrestling and when it's done well that's what's magical about wrestling maybe not done no super well here but yeah <laughs> but still that's what's fun as well as when they you know when people are trying and fail that's the that's also the good part of wrestling there are no bad parts of wrestling except for Jake Hager. Uh, next up, we had uh, Shark versus Scott Norton. We had a little uh, run-in between these two pre-Halloween Havoc, uh, and so they've set a match for it. <clears throat> um, Bobby the Brain is... Uh, and This is where... <laughs> this match doesn't matter as far as the storyline is concerned. Bobby the Brain is... Uh, they mentioned on, the ha- on Halloween Havoc that Bobby the Brain was seen hanging out with a Japanese businessman. Um, and he's like, he's sitting at a table filled with like a sushi platter where throughout this match, where they're having a conversation and Eric Bischoff and Mongo are like, like a couple of mates having a go at a friend trying to speak to a girl at a pub. It's just like, Oh, look at this guy. (laughs) Uh, and the only thing I really have noted down here is that, uh, Bobby the Brain gets handed a um, an envelope by the Japanese businessman, which he puts in his shirt, but has trouble undoing the said denim shirt that you <laughs> mentioned before. And then he picks up a piece of sushi, uh, <laughs> looks at it, throws it away, and then turns turns to the Japanese businessman and like pretends to chew and is like, mmm, <laughs> yummy. Uh, just so mid-90s white dude like remember when sushi wasn't just like a normal everyday food where it was still like oh gross sushi but this might be like really really good sushi i don't know what the but then why would bobby hate it i don't know because i think bobby just hates everything bobby hates mongo mcmichael uh he hates bad <laughs> wrestlers true. uh although he has come out he's pro lex luger in this one so hmm um Tony Schiavone's on Nitro. He's uh, he's in the ring. And he interviews the three horsemen, um, where basically they tease a fourth member coming along. Um, and there's just a lot of yelling, except for Arn Anderson, who keeps it cool. But between Brian Pillman and Ric Flair... Whew. And this is a classic Ric Flair promo that absolutely uh, could not exist in the modern world. Like, he is uh, so not politically correct. But not even... Like, politically correct's not the word for it. He's just ethically and morally wrong. Uh, <laughs> Do you have some examples of uh, n- n- what Rick said? Uh, no, I don't, actually. Uh, but thank you for calling <laughs> me out on that. Uh, well, I rest my case. When did I become research, Matt? I'm kayfabe, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> your bloody leftards, you know, with your with your snowflake <laughs> opinions. You come in here trying to rip down a hall a two time Hall of Famer and Ric Flair. We, we <laughs> also we also skipped past the opening match of the night. Oh no, the second the second match of the night. No, we didn't. Shark versus Scott Norton. That's I oh, just really? said that, but I said it was a uh, yeah, but I said it was so <laughs> insignificant. It was only it was only there so Bobby the Brain could have oh, dinner with the Japanese. I completely missed that intro. 
The the only note I have is that Scott Norton is actually the human manifestation of no personality. Like he's walking and moving and like talking, but he looks like he's in a coma. He looks like an Ed Hardy T-shirt. Like he does. That's the perfect description. He's a human Ed Hardy T-shirt. Um. Next up, we had Sabu versus Disco Inferno, which is not a match you, you know, in 2020, when I look back on this, like, that's not a match that I ever thought existed in on planet Earth. Do you like how they're clearly building a storyline in Sabu's, uh, you know, like he, he's, he's lost, he loses his shit, he throws everything around, he messes up a table dive. Like, they're actually put a bit of effort into Sabu and starting to build a bit of character. Hmm. Which is bad because this is his last ever appearance in WCW. <laughs> <laughs> is, is it really? This is that was his swan song. Yeah, I was wonder. Yeah, I was wondering how long it was going to last because I knew it wasn't long. But um, yeah, wow! And his last match was against Disco Inferno. What a what a strange. This crowd match. was when I really realised that. These must be the, like, free crowds because these people are not only not invested in the character, like, they, they, it's not that they're bored by the characters, it's that they legitimately don't know the alignment of the characters, the stories of the characters. Like, they're essentially cheering Disco Inferno and booing Sabu. But neither's really, well, Sabu's supposed to be more of a face than than Disco, who seemed as, like, basically a comedy mid-card heel at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's a shame because I, I was kind of enjoying watching uh, Sabu. I hadn't seen a lot of his stuff, so um, I at some point will have to check out more ECW. But we're going to get through six years of this first, and then maybe we can negotiate. Although you seem pretty strong on a TNA, reconsidering TNA. So. Well, look, I can. I think we can. We can talk about ECW. Um, I've never watched ECW, so I'm like. I've j- no, me either. That would be it. Would be kind of cool for both of us, like, to not know anything. I know there's Paul Heyman and we, and Tommy Dreamer. That's about. We might kill ourselves <laughs> doing a like week by week pod, but maybe we could do like a month by month pod. Mm, it's probably. Let's just make idea. sure we have this conversation <laughs> on air during our most popular podcast. Um. <laughs> All right, good. Let's do that. <laughs> uh, next we have the evil Jimmy Hart uh, Leads out Meng and Lex Luger Versus the American males Ooh. American males American males American males American males uh, American males It's the worst theme song In the history Like It's a, it's a toss up between that And Paul Orndorff Mr. Wonderful's Paul. Remember that that we spoke about I a few weeks ago. I <laughs> don't edit this podcast or any of our podcasts. Um, can can you put, can you rip the American Males theme off YouTube and put it under this to, to just really show uh, just a little bit of it to just show people who aren't who <laughs> yeah, are just yeah. listening and not not watching how aggressively irritating this is and imagine like how irritating it is, but also it's Buff Bagwell. Before he had any personality, yeah, yeah, he he does show a little bit in this. Like he can, like he's sort of, you know, he's talking to the camera. That's like the all the stuff that Buff becomes pretty famous and 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 you know, you'd love to hate him hmm. in the NWO. It's already there. You can see that he's got that 
like, oh, this little shit needs mm. to be a heel. You look at him and you think in, in 25 years you're going to be a male escort, which is a perfectly valid job, but uh, not on reality TV yeah. so much. Sex worker. I, Sex I think worker. he's an S. I don't. Well, actually, I don't know. Oh, is, is he's he a, a gigolo? He's a gigolo. We'll just say. Can is we? It, is it? Well, that, I don't edit this what? show, but can you just put uh, just a gigolo by the village people on under this? <laughs> under any time we talk about Buff Bagwell? Isn't he like on a yeah. TV show or something about it? Or wasn't he on I like, a documentary so. or something about it? Um, hit him up yeah. on Pro Wrestler Tees. Just the, help him out. Yeah, it's, a, it's another WCW I'm, uh, success I'm story. Just, just, just while we're uh, talking, I am looking up Buff Bagwell on Pro Wrestling Tees. Uh, about to make a questionable <laughs> decision. <laughs> yeah, you. Um, hmm. Yeah, you. Uh, you, you really troll. You really troll the depths of uh, Pro Wrestling Tees. What kind times. of a maniac would wear a T-shirt that has? It's the Scarface cover, like the, the po- famous poster of Scarface with Buff Daddy on top mm-hmm. and Buff Bagwell topless <laughs> wearing not his famous hat but a smaller hat just with his arms thrown out like he's Randy Orton. <laughs> uh, that's up there with the Kevin Nash, uh, Jimmy Dean. We, uh, we probably should do a uh, at the end of this or as a sort of special... Uh, Christmas episode or something, just WCW Pro Wrestler Tees uh, deep dive. Uh, yeah, that's that. We might actually have to do a proper YouTube episode of that. So, oh, that'd be great. But that means you'll have to you have to don the mask. Put my you know? put, put my mask on. Finally, <laughs> I was born in the mask. <laughs> you and Excalibur, yeah, that's the, the two guys. Are. Um, yeah. So there's a big build up to all these guys coming out. They lock up, goes to the break. Classic WCW Nitro where <laughs> it's like WCW where the wrestling doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, Lex and uh, Men get the win. Uh, cuts back to the commentary booth where Mongo... Uh, uh, well, there, there was a bit of a promo here with these guys as well, right? Where they're kind of... Oh, no, that was... No, so that was later on, sorry. Um, it cuts back to the commentary booth where Mongo trick-or-treats uh, Eric and Bobby. Eric has a... Snickers bar that he puts in Pepe's little <laughs> so stupid uh, little trick or treat box. So it's like, and at least Eric, like Eric, looks at the camera and says, "I've got one of our sponsors' chocolate bars, Snickers." <laughs> I was like, "I'm so oh, He just never stops. He just never." And then stops Hulk Hogan selling. comes like, past and uh, drops a Harley Davidson from Orange County Choppers. Uh, <laughs> Eric Eric Bischoff could have quite easily have done that Alec Baldwin monologue from Glenn Gary Glenn Ross about closes, you know? <laughs> but, but but from real life experience, you know what I mean? What's that coffee? You know, coffee's for closes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Although it's WCW nineteen ninety five, so I think it might be uh, something else's yeah. for closes. But we won't go into that. On Coca Cola is for closes. Uh, <laughs> Bobby says he's got nothing. And uh, he gets a face full of silly string from Mongo, who's just like, he's just a wacky prankster, Mongo. You know, he's just having a bloody ball. He's 1995 John Moxley. <laughs> he is. That's perfect. Um, and then, because, I don't know, the boys couldn't really be bothered this week, uh, here's a replay of the Hulk versus Giant match from <laughs> Halloween Havoc. 
what I really noticed about this was how half-assed the Yeti was when, first of all, the Yeti is dressed like a mummy for no reason that's no. explainable. But when the Yeti doesn't think the camera's on, the Yeti will do the arms out mummy yeah. thing, but then just drop them and sort of stand <laughs> there looking around. And then he'll do it again for a minute. But he's just like, he is so half-assed. He is so aware that whatever he's getting paid is not enough to buy his dignity. <laughs> That's so true. Uh, the dungeon. This is where, this is where I got confused. Sorry, listeners. The dungeon comes to the dungeon of doom. Come to the ring. They're interviewed by Tony Skiavone. Uh, the giant says the belt is his, uh, which he stole off Hulk Hogan the night before at Halloween Havoc, um, and he'll defend it against anyone. Um, and then Jimmy Hart runs around the ring for what seems to be about seven minutes, and then we fade out. Episode over. I don't understand why Jimmy Hart is part of this, like, what are those monster movies called? Like the Bela Lugosi, Dracula, and the old Frankenstein, Boris, Boris Karloff, yeah. and, like, the Hamer Horror or whatever they're right. called. Yeah. Um, I don't understand how Jimmy Hart fits into this, like, collection of mythical evil creatures <laughs> and Andre the Giant's son. Uh, he... <laughs> He's yeah. big, which makes him yeah, evil. Yeah, because it's like a yeah, it's a, a, a legitimately a monster faction where everyone in it is a is a monster, and then there's Jimmy Hart. Mm. <laughs> Look, to be fair, as someone who was part of the music industry for a long period of time, um, you know, managers you could put managers in in the monster <laughs> in the monster, you know. The murder you could make dolls, a horror movie uh, about managers, uh, is what I'm saying. <laughs> I believe that, like you know, Marilyn Manson is 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 managed by a fellow, you know, evil fellow. Um, I don't I don't know that much about like heavy or evil music. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> the murder dolls. I know them. You, you love Nick Cage. I don't know. They're Who's managed by Ivan Milat. So that sort of all makes sense. <laughs> okay. Look, this has been a weird episode of uh, reconsidering Nitro, but I've loved it. Um, but I reckon we can I reckon we can wrap it up there, man. Like to be if you guys were going to watch along or watch after listening to us, which would be a weird way of doing things, you could probably give this episode a miss, I reckon. Yeah, uh, this is this is the most missable so far of the episodes. Yeah. Um, it's just a like it feels like it feels like they literally gave the show after Halloween Havoc no thought whatsoever. There's no real storylines come out of this. Um, just not just nothing really. Nothing like there's literally nothing to talk well, about. <laughs> But what are the American males going to do next? That's yeah, uh, that's the only that's the only thing of, of any real note. It's just how awful that theme song is. Um, but yeah, <laughs> uh, look, um, things are going quite well for us here at WrestleWolf, but we can always go better. Uh, if you like the podcast, you can rate and review it. Uh, get us happening on those algorithms on uh, on the iTunes. Uh, if you um, want to tell your friends about it, that'd be cool. Um, just get us out there, man. Like, just get us out there to more people, um, you know. And then eventually we can be really annoying and stick ads in there, and then you know, quit our real jobs and um, you know, 
you can make us happy by <laughs> by doing all of this um, where we eventually end up having a job where we watch wrestling for a living and start hating the thing that we love. But anyway, that's all down the road. Um, if you could snap into a slim gym, um, <laughs> just just hoeing into slim gyms and <laughs> eating Snickers bars. Um, but yeah, uh, you can follow us on the socials, all that kind of thing. But until next time, Pepe's dead. Thank God. <laughs>